Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're continuing our verse-by-verse expository preaching through the book of Mark. We entered chapter 4 last week, and we're going to camp here for a couple of weeks in verses 1 through 20. Now, if you joined us last week, you learned why Jesus began at this turning point in his ministry to teach in parables. Because so many had rejected his teaching, even attributing his divine power to Satan, Jesus began teaching in a way that would not be clearly understood by those who were committed in their rejection of him. Beginning this week, we enter the first parable, and it's an important one. It's about those who were hearing him yet rejecting his message. And in this parable, known as the parable of the soils, we see four categories of people who hear the gospel of Christ, one who embraces it, and three that reject it one way or another. Every one of us today fits one of these descriptions, so it's critical to understand what they are. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, The Soils, Part 1. I was thinking this morning about the joy that has come with uh, having been granted so far over 50 years of knowing Christ. Oh, I had no clue what that meant when I first made that commitment. And then to have had um, over 40 years of preaching God's Word. And I was thinking about the, the path that God took me on to get me to the point that I am today. And there, was a, there were several distinguishable parts of it, but part of it was that a few years in, I just had this burning desire to know God's Word better before I decided what I wanted to be when I grew up. Pastor was not on my short list of what I wanted to be when I grew up. It wasn't on my long list of what I wanted to be when I grew up, but it was the plan of God. And I remember getting involved in, in studying Uh, things in detail, and I learned Greek, and then I sort of kind of learned a little bit of Hebrew, and I learned how to do exegesis, and I I just enjoyed digging and digging and digging into the Scriptures and finding out it's an endless gold mine of riches of the the glory of God, and, and there's no passage you can't enjoy and then enjoy again and then enjoy it even more when you come back to it. And then God gave me opportunities to begin preaching and teaching. And, uh, oh, I, I thank the Lord for those people who endured those first sermons when you have, that, you have that feeling of, I've been so blessed to know all this. You're going to hear every single detail that I've studied in the last three weeks. And uh, people graciously put up with that. And then you begin to see that all the parts fit together. And, and I kind of have to say that, Now, after almost a half century of doing this, now my greatest joy is to find those nuggets in the depths of the gold mine and show how they connect to all the rest of it. Well, we're at one of those points of 
connection today, if you will. We come to the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. If you recall well, I, I gave you an, basically an entire sermon to introduce this chapter. And as you arrive at the fourth chapter of Mark, it's at a turning point. Things are happening quickly in the ministry of Jesus. He is around the city of Capernaum near the Sea of Galilee, right on the northwest corner of the Sea of Galilee. He has been preaching and healing in the greater Galilee region primarily now for well over a year. Even though we've seen only three out of 16 chapters in Mark's gospel, chronologically in the life of Jesus, we're closer to the end of his ministry than we are to the beginning. And you'll see why Mark emphasizes what he does in the rest of this book. Now, what's in chapter 4 of Mark is triggered by a monumental turning point day. Jesus has tangled repeatedly with the Pharisees over their absurd and eternally deadly system of works righteousness where they've based their spirituality on keeping endless rules and regulations under which they very effectively buried the grace of God. In response to losing every argument that they had with Jesus and yet still refusing to repent, the Pharisees are now working with the Sadducees and with the Herodians and anybody else that will cooperate in plotting how to murder Jesus. Well, the turning point of which I speak is the day when the Pharisees went public with declaring that Jesus was satanic. They, in essence, were speaking on behalf of the whole nation of Israel. They were the de facto spiritual leaders of Israel at that time. And they were sealing their personal damnation with that declaration that everything Jesus did, He did by the power of Satan. And they were triggering God's plan to set the nation of Israel aside for a long time. Now, Jesus knew all that, of course. He, he knew their thoughts. He knew their murderous hearts long before they revealed themselves and He further exposed them in public. But that was the day that Jesus drew a line, if you will. He declared the spiritual state of the leaders of the Jews to be beyond hope, that they could never be forgiven if all that He had said... All that he had done by the power of the Holy Spirit wouldn't convince them there was nothing left. He called what they did blasphemy against the Holy Spirit because he did it all by the power of Spirit and they said he's satanic. You can't get more blatant in your rejection than that. Now the principle of that sin applies today. If a person hears the gospel, comprehends the message, claims to believe it, becomes part of the fellowship in the life of the body of Christ in His church, learns what Scripture says, and then turns and walks away and declares that the Word of God is untrue, Jesus is not who He said He is, and that it's all a lie. We call that person an apostate. Apostasy is to fall away from full light. To reject the message after the fullest possible understanding, that's the very worst of spiritual conditions to be in. It's summarized in 
Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 and 27, where the writer is talking about some people who had done just what I described. And he says, For if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire which will consume the adversaries. Now to zero in on Mark 4, you need to understand that in light of this total, public, definitive rejection of Jesus. On that day, Jesus changed his manner of public teaching. For the rest of his time in Galilee, which was going to be several months more, Jesus spoke to the crowds only in parables. He reserved his plain teaching for the times when he was alone with his disciples and with the apostles. Now, by comparing the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that record this day in Jesus' life, we know that Jesus delivered at least seven or eight parables that day. Mark records only three of them. The first one gets the most ink in all three of the Gospels that record these parables. And this first one sets the pattern and it, it introduces themes that are going to recur through the many parables about the kingdom of God that were spoken on that day and on subsequent days. Now in our last study, as we got ready to introduce this or got ready to enter this chapter, I took you on a little side trip to, to trace for you in very short form the theme of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Jesus uses both terms interchangeably. It depends on whether you perceive it as the kingdom coming from heaven or the kingdom that is owned by God. They are one and the same thing. But as that theme unfolds through the Bible, you need to understand as you come to any passage where in that program your passage fits. Now here's the essence of it. This will do, be the really fast version of what we fleshed out last time. God is king. He is sovereign in the universe. He is the creator and the judge. The earth is a territory in revolt, temporarily led astray by Satan, who is now the prince of the power of the air, the God of this age. But God has promised to restore His rule. He eventually sent Jesus Christ as the king who offered the kingdom to his people Israel. Israel rejected the offer of the kingdom of God by rejecting King Jesus. And Jesus will come again and reign on earth from Jerusalem for a thousand years. And then finally, Jesus will hand over the kingdom to the Father for eternity. If you didn't hear that sermon, I recommend you go online and, and listen to it. Now, here's the key. We live in the era between the first and second comings of Jesus. This is the time when the kingdom of God takes on a form not revealed in the Old Testament. It's a time when the work of the kingdom of God on earth is, in a sense, invisible. Some people use that term, invisible. Well, it's invisible... Because the king is not visibly present. He's not physically here on earth. Rather than taking the form of an earthly kingdom with a palace and a throne and all of that, 
This era is when the rule of God is directly in the hearts of individuals who put their faith in the King, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now those who do that become part of the church. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.